The Perfect Ten with Steve Allen, voice of the NRL and six-time radio award winner. Yeah, welcome to it, The Perfect Ten. And uh, in the studio is a guy I like to call Lightning Luke King. We've known this guy since he first burst on the scene in the Toyota 86 series. One of our heroes at the moment because he just finished first, second and third at Bathurst across the weekend. Lightning Luke King, welcome to The Perfect Ten. Thank you very much, mate. It's a privilege to be here. You're one of my heroes as well, being the voice of ANZ Stadium and the voice of the Central Coast. It's, uh, yeah, I'm stoked to be here. And uh, you also, if you turn toward the camera, you also look a lot like the great Freddie Mercury. I've had, I've been called Freddie by one of our panel beaters, but I've also had a RAAF pilot from World War II and a 1960s Grand Prix driver. So I'm pretty stoked with all of them. I'm happy to run with that. Look, uh, normally we'd tell a backstory on the perfect ten, so we'd find out how you got into motorsports sport and I know your dad's absolutely legendary in the business and you know he's the backbone of your operation but let's just start with 2019 because you're on this upward trajectory including racing overseas tell us more yeah so China this year was obviously a massive confidence booster for us we uh, got a call from someone who I worked for seven years ago in the motor racing industry and this is how the industry works you know you you get told by people that you have to network and you have to keep talking to people about yourself and this and that and you go yeah yeah sure like you know I'll do it but when's it ever going to pay off and sure enough I got this text message on Monday after I think we raced at Townsville and uh, James just said to me, mate, do you want to come to Beijing on the weekend? I've got to drive for you in a LMP3 sports car. And I was like, yeah, sure. I suppose we can organize the, the flights fairly quickly. And yeah, two days later, we flew off to Beijing and uh, we got our first international podium. So fully sponsored driver this year in the 86 series. Um, we've been working with Jason Bright this season. He's uh, had us down testing his Volkswagen TCR car. So, I mean, this season we've just gone from strength to strength and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what 2020 holds. Just tell us about the cars you drive in China because they look space age. They are the best looking car I've ever seen. Yeah, well, one of the best feeling cars to drive as well i mean when when we first got there and i drove out of pit lane it was like getting in a spaceship compared to my 86 so every gear change was a big kick in the back and it just had so much power so much downforce and to to think about these cars potentially coming to bathurst next year scott mclaughlin set the lap record at bathurst doing a 2034 on the weekend these lmp3 cars would easily eclipse a two minute lap time around there where we're about four seconds quicker than a gt3 car so uh they're extremely fast and it gives you a bit more of a taste of what it's like to race at you know the top level of motorsport in the world so uh yeah for us to go there not knowing the circuit in china not speaking the language and not having much seat time in those types of cars and to come away and beat one of china's best drivers and finish second on the podium to a very experienced uk driver um yeah just a a dream come true and then we win a race at bathurst this year like it doesn't get much better than that tell me more about those cars Uh, like is it the aerodynamics why would they be so quick yeah so it's it's the aero it's it's the way that they're built they're built to corner they're built for speed so uh it's it's the downforce in the cars it's the mechanical grip that they generate um they make close to 500 horsepower and they weigh 900 kilos all of those elements combined together creates a very very fast race car and very demanding car to drive um you've got to be thinking two or three corners ahead like you would hear lewis hamilton talking about when he drives a formula one car you've kind of got to be ahead of the game and predicting what's going to happen whereas in the 86 i can have a 
little bit of a picnic going up Mountain Straight, whereas in the LMP3 car, you had zero time whatsoever. So I said a moment ago, first, second and third across the weekend at Bathurst. Mm. You also set a new lap record. Are you yeah. are you just floating at the moment? Does it all feel surreal? Yeah, it kind of does. I mean, like three or four years ago, I was just stoked to be involved with the 86 series and be racing on the supercar calendar. That in itself was a dream come true, and I was still working a full-time job at that point. Now to be a fully paid driver representing for all of our sponsors who have been really great to me and half the reason that we have the opportunities that we do and to be flying to the UK this year working with a world-class driver coach you know talking to people at British Touring Cars about opportunities going to China and performing going to Bathurst and performing yeah it's just an athlete's dream really you you want to be achieving these results in in front of the world stage and that's what we're doing at the moment so it's a it is a dream come true and it just it's one of those things that Liz and I always say think about how it's stoked 12 year old Luke would be he would have been just stoked to sit in one of these cars back in the day and now here we are winning races in them in front of Red Bull and Penske and all those guys so yeah it's pretty cool how were your dad's emotions with you winning at Mount Panorama well it was quite funny actually because we crossed the finish line and as I said I had the fist pump going out the window and yeah there was all sorts of words going on and I rolled back up around into our pit which is at the back of the supercars grid and there was no one there So I had all this emotion and I was screaming out the window at people and dad ended up being the first one there. So as soon as I grabbed him, he was like up in the air with me. And I think for him to prove that he's a part of a race winning team with his son at one of the most special tracks that, you know, people in motorsport consider around the world to be one of the biggest challenges was a huge thing for him. And uh, I think he's just, yeah, so proud that we've both managed to get there together. Is he like, uh, is it Robert Duval? In Days of Thunder? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't exactly stroke the car in the middle of the night like he does. But uh, yeah, look, he's definitely, um, I wouldn't say he's living his dreams through me because I think that would be wrong, but he's uh, definitely enjoying the ride. Did he work with Brocky back in the day? I mean, he did do some work for for Brock in the Sierras. Um, He did a lot of development on those cars back in the 90s and the 80s. But uh, yeah, he's worked with all the greats. And we even had John Goss ringing us up on, uh, I think it was Saturday night, giving me some some advice and you know congratulating me and he's a guy that's won for Jaguar and Ford two of the biggest manufacturers that have ever taken on the mountain so you know he's got that pedigree with those drivers and has has worked for some of these top teams and uh, yeah to have people like that noticing what we're doing and giving us the encouragement to move forward is uh, it's really humbling actually because like I don't think of myself in that way that highly i just think i'm luke king and i'm just trying to do what i do but you've got these people that are noticing the hard work and the effort that you're putting in and it's all starting to pay off and it just it does feel a bit surreal just on peter brock did you hear the story across the weekend where he won bathurst by six laps but on the last lap he put his elbow out the window and set a new lap record at the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard that story a few times. And obviously, Brocky was famous for the mountain. It was like he built the place, really. It seemed to be his circuit every year that he went up there, no matter what he drove. And I hope one day that we can say that I am that successful at Bathurst. So, I mean, Scotty McLaughlin's going to be hard to beat the way that he's going at the moment. And we've got a long way to go until we get there. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely the hope. Just for the audience, what are the Toyota 86s? 
sixes. What can those babies do? Yeah, so down Conrod in a tow, which is a draft, like one car following another. So you've got the car in front breaking the air, so it makes it easier for you to slip through. We do about 240Ks. So they're a standard engine car doing 240 kilometers an hour. That's only 50K off a supercar. So they're fast little things for what they are, and you've really got to wheel them around the mountain to, to pull a decent lap time. And you know what? For, for me to even set the lap record in practice one and make a statement like that, that would have almost been enough for me for the weekend. So the fact that we went out and had to do an engine change after quali, go out, podium the first race and win the second was just unbelievable you said scotty did a 203 what did you do in the toyota 86 we the lap record we set in practice was a 238 dead so yeah we're 35 seconds off a supercar i mean they got 650 nearly 700 horsepower so it's a it's a big difference but uh i would love to have a crack at that lap record in a supercar did you do a shoey i didn't do any shoeys funnily enough the 86 series trophies are are actually perfectly shaped to it for a nice fountain so we got home last night and i cracked a champagne bottle and just stuck it in the end of the trophy and drank out of that 25 words or less what's happening in the uk looks pretty bright over there for you as well yeah for sure so i mean we're talking to people there at the moment about a possible move so trying to keep it 25 words or less our plan b at the moment is to go to the uk and race british touring cars so we'll see what happens there i'll tell you lightning luke congratulations i know you couldn't do it without the the beautiful young girl that's in the studio do you want to give her a shout out yeah, I mean, I haven't had anyone's support before as much as I have dad, but Liz definitely takes a, a close second, if not first. So I never thought that I'd be able to say that someone could support me like she does. And I'm so uh, blessed to have someone that wants to share all of these crazy moments with me because they are crazy and they are life-changing. And to, to have Liz there by my side through the whole thing is, uh, yeah, it's something that I, is better than winning at Bathurst almost. Yeah, I like it. You Usually with the perfect 10, it's maybe one or two episodes, but we've made an executive decision. This is going to be ongoing. I think it has to be. I mean, we've got so much happening in in my career or our career, I should say, at the moment that, uh, yeah, it's too much for you not to stay on top of. Absolutely. Thanks for your time on the perfect 10. Congratulations on our first, second and third at the legendary Mount Panorama Circuit. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. The perfect 10.